The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. TikTok is the hugely popular Chinese-founded social media app that's in the news of late for more than just its funny videos. Many countries, including Australia, have concerns about its ties to China. So in this episode, we take you through just how TikTok became the sensation it is now, what those concerns are, and the steps being taken to address them. Squeeze Shortcuts is the backstory to the big news stories. I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. TikTok, Claire, is a social media app. It's been downloaded two billion times and it's particularly popular with teens and those in their early 20s. We're cognizant, Claire, we may have a few people listening outside that age bracket. More than okay. (laughs) So for their benefit, give us a quick rundown on how TikTok works. The medium is known for its viral short form videos that users create. We're talking dance challenges, people sharing DIY fashion and home renovation projects. Anyone can sign up for free and it's not unlike the use of Facebook or Instagram in that regard. And from there, you can share short videos on TikTok or other platforms that are up to a minute long with whatever your version of fun is. So what really sets it apart from other social media is that it's largely full of positive content. It's uplifting. Not unlike its user base, Claire, TikTok is also pretty young. That's right. And the first iteration of TikTok, then called Doyen, was launched by Chinese tech company ByteDance back in 2016, despite taking just 200 days to develop the app. Within a year, Doyen had 100 million users Mm. with an average of 1 billion video views per day. So it certainly had potential. And with that potential, ByteDance decided to launch into the international market. They did just that under the name TikTok in September 2017. That launch went well in many Asian markets, but it wasn't until ByteDance purchased US-based app Musical.ly in 2017 that they really cracked the US market. Yeah, Musical.ly was already fairly well established in the US, despite being a Chinese company. And it was a similar concept, short form, lip syncing music videos. ByteDance snapped that up for a cool US $1 billion and for a while ran TikTok and Musical.ly separately before shutting down Musical.ly and merging it and all its users across TikTok in August 2018. So from there, TikTok really took off. By October that same year, it had become the most downloaded app in the US. And by the end of 2018, the app had become available in over 150 markets and in 75 languages. And just to give you a sense of how widespread its popularity is, it's huge in India. It's got nearly 190 million downloads of the app there, followed by the US with 41 million users, Turkey with about 23, Russia with nearly 20 million. Australia has an estimated 1.6 million users. And of course, this kind of success has brought it to the attention of lawmakers around the world, many concerned about its ties to China. Let's have a look at those concerns now. TikTok really is the first Chinese social media app to make it big in English speaking countries. So with that comes heavy scrutiny. One of the concerns is around the use of data. 
Like many other apps, including Facebook and Instagram, TikTok collects users' data. We're talking personal details such as your name, age, phone number, social media contacts, location, as well as the content that you post. So those photos and videos. But the concerns are less about the kind of data that's being collected by TikTok and more about who's accessing that data. And that's because TikTok is owned by a Chinese company with reports it has links to the Chinese Communist Party. That's right. And the claim is that users' data can be accessed by the Chinese government, even though ByteDance has said that TikTok is unavailable in China and its data is stored outside of China. But its privacy policy reserves the right of the company to share any information with Chinese authorities. And that's a red flag because the law in China says that Chinese companies are obligated to share data with the Chinese government if requested. Yeah, and TikTok, though, has continued to deny that it would do so. To try and smooth the way, TikTok hired Kevin Mayer as CEO. He has deep connections to Disney. And the move was seen as a step to win over those who think that the platform could be a threat to America's national security. So I guess people listening could be thinking, oh, well, I give away my data on all sorts of platforms. What could China actually do with the data? They give away data, though, to companies who are accountable to shareholders, investors and governments, where there's more transparency about how data is managed. And the concern expressed by many is that in the hands of the Chinese, they have a fairly opaque legal and government system and that data could be weaponised potentially against the West. Data as a weapon, that sounds quite serious. Yeah, we're talking about the use of that data to destabilise Western civic institutions, things like manipulating elections, Mm. spreading misinformation and undermining trust in businesses and leaders. It's not only data that has raised eyebrows, Claire. There have also been concerns around censorship of material that Beijing doesn't approve of. American lawmakers and others have expressed concern that TikTok censors material that the Chinese government does not like. TikTok, though, has continued to deny that accusation. So, for example, some have accused TikTok of censoring things like references to the Hong Kong pro-democracy protests, the Tiananmen Square massacre, Tibetan independence and persecuted groups, including the Muslim Uyghurs. Really, this is what has experts worried as it could start to impact the way people understand world events. So with all these concerns, plus increasing tensions between China and the West in light of the trade war and COVID, let's look at how the US is reacting as well as others, including Australia. It was December 2019, Claire, when the US Army announced a TikTok ban on all military devices. Yeah, suspicious of Chinese technology, several branches of the United States military barred personnel from having the app on government-issued smartphones. And Australia's followed the US on this. Yeah, that's right. Start of this year, Australia banned TikTok from the devices of defence personnel. And now there's calls for greater scrutiny of the app, particularly how it collects and stores data. And there's also a push for TikTok to appear before an Australian Senate inquiry over those security and privacy concerns. 
On the flip side, there are a number of Australian politicians who have used TikTok, the most high profile of which is Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews. He has a TikTok account. He says he has no concerns about it. One country who does have big concerns is India, Claire. They've banned it altogether. Yeah, as we mentioned earlier, India was the world's biggest user of the app with more than 30% of the downloads. The government there says that the ban is due to credible evidence that India's national sovereignty and its citizens' privacy was under threat, particularly those claims were made as tensions rose between India and China during recent border skirmishes. That's a whole nother squeeze shortcut. But I guess the interesting one in all of this is that, as we said, the majority of users are teenagers and young adults, and they love TikTok. They're probably not going to be happy with governments banning such a popular platform. Yeah, the Trump administration, though, is making noises about banning TikTok in the US. Politicians there are worried that the Chinese government could use it to spy on US citizens. President Trump has also said that banning TikTok could be a measure that the US uses just to be nasty to China after it spread the coronavirus to the rest of the world. So a ban in the US is possible, and I guess there's plenty of countries watching closely what America does do, like Australia. Yeah, in Australia, a ban has been suggested in light of the direction that the US appears to be heading. What our Attorney General Christian Porter has said is that the government was working to combat disinformation through social media, which is a bit of a hedge. And that's where we're at at the moment. That's your shortcut to TikTok. Claire, every episode of Squish Shortcuts, we recommend some further listening, reading, watching. We haven't touched on ByteDance's founder in the shortcut. So I've included a link to a Forbes article about Zhang Yiming. He's only in his mid-30s and, as you can imagine, is a bazillionaire. <laughs> it's good to be successful, so good for yeah. him. The use of TikTok in Australia, particularly in the sharing of videos here, has really gone through the roof since the coronavirus crisis. And Mm. the good news is you can look at those videos without actually signing up to TikTok. So I've got a link to a farmer who's in the Mallee of Victoria. He shares bits and pieces of his day going about, you know, farm work, cropping, harvesting, but mainly he yells at a female alpaca called Patrick, which is quite hilarious. Okay, a bit of fun there. I feel like your one might be more clicked on than mine. (laughs) Potentially. Potentially. (laughs) Thanks for listening in to this episode of Squeeze Shortcuts. Plenty more episodes where this one came from. Recently, we had a look at the man taking on Donald Trump in the US election this year, Joe Biden. On the China theme, we have one out on the Belt and Road Initiative and one on Xi Jinping, plus plenty of COVID-related shortcuts, such as the World Health Organization and infectious diseases. If you have a request, to send it through to hello at thesqueeze.com.au. Until next week.